podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. My today's guest is Sensei Akemi Lucas, a calligraphy master, uh, living in UK, doing awesome uh, calligraphy, supporter of our mental health uh, events, um, all around great person, and uh, really, 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 really super artist. Hello, Akemi. How are you? Hello, Les. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you. Um, could you tell us something about yourself? Um, where are you from? What are you doing in UK? Yes, um, um, I was born in Japan, Yamaguchi Prefecture, the town called Mito. Um, Yamaguchi Prefecture is next to Hiroshima and in the Kyushu Island, where I grew up is um, um, surrounded by nature, um, big hill called Akiyoshidai, and the caves, Akiyoshido, and then other caves, and the rivers, and then the mountains, and the shrines. Um, yes, um, it was beautiful, beautiful town. And then in 2001, um, I really started to um, live here, but um, in fact, in 1992, I came here, UK, to study English. That's the, um, my connection started to the UK. And then so many things happened in life. And in 2001, um, um, yeah, I was brought to here, um, um, brought my little girl with me. And um, since then, I've been teaching as a Japanese artist. Calligraphy, semi painting, and seal making. Okay, so um, how did you get involved in calligraphy? Yes, um, what, um, how do I get involved in calligraphy? Yes, that's my mother started sort of, you know, my mother pushed me to the calligraphy, go to the calligraphy school when I was eight. That time, my sister and my brother were with me, but um, and then other my friends were there. But um, you know, in Japan, if you go to calligraphy school, you are given the task, monthly task. So if you practice and then you are good at it, you can just go home. So um, it's all depend on the students. And then I, I wasn't good at it, so I had to stay there and then keep practicing and practicing and then uh, bigger boys and the girls are joining me in the class but still I was practicing um, in the end my teacher said Akemi you worked hard enough today you you did all right so just you can go home um, but he never really given me a compliment and I wanted to get that and um, so I just carried on, carried on, and teenagers, and then in college, and then um, when I go travel to everywhere, still I carried on practicing, and then never stop, 
and practice and then I send the artwork to my teacher and my teacher marked it and sent me back so that's I carried on and then when I was 23 I became a master and uh, 2000 um, no 1992 I started to teach so really 28 years i've been teaching and then doing calligraphy over 40 45 now yeah 45 years i've been doing calligraphy now it's looking at your artwork it's very hard to believe that you uh, you've been struggling on the beginning and couldn't um, do it perfectly because when i see you doing it it's so effortless yeah that's my teacher really um but later on, I found uh, lots of things, um, really, um, after my teacher passed away, looking back, and even, you know, my mom told me, because I, I went to the calligraphy school, because um, I lost my eyesight, uh, one eyesight, and I lost the balance of, I was always tripping over. Of course, I was a small, I didn't know. And then my mom sympathized with me. And I, I make effort, everything, but uh, lots of things I couldn't do the way I wanted. Mm -hmm. And my mom thought, oh, poor Kemi. So she just, you know, sent with a hope, sent me to the calligraphy school. If I can achieve something or learn something, the balance, uh, to get the balance right. So that's, of course, my mom didn't tell me that time. And then she told me later after, you know, I become adult. And, ah, so, but yeah, now I appreciate what she did it. Although it was a little bit forceful, but, um, and then also my teacher, if he said, okay, me, you are good. Probably I couldn't have, you know, kept going like this. Mm -hmm. um, I just, um, yeah, I wish, always wish I could be better, I could be better, I could be better. And then he tried to push me and pull me, push me and pull me. Then um, when I become really master, he, at that time was, oh my goodness, he was so strict. I was the only one sort of following him. And then at that time, I was trying to do the one piece of artwork, which is a big artwork. And uh, I practiced, because I was working that time full time. The only time I could have was at night or early in the morning before going to work or weekend. So every morning, almost, yeah, wake up very early and practice, practice, practice before going to work. And a weekend from morning to evening, I was in pajama when I noticed it was in, in the evening, already dinner time. And then I practice and then I brought my artwork to my teacher. And then he said, at the door, he said, not good enough, go home. So he even didn't look at my artwork. Mm -hmm. He just saw me and kicked me out. So I just cried in the car. You know, I just, oh, I made such an effort. I worked so hard than anyone and why he even can't see my artwork. You know, I was just so upset. And then that carried on month and month and month. 
and I was exhausted and I didn't want to give up until he said, well done, I came So I just mm-hmm. carried on, carried on. But same thing happened. He said, I can't, it's not good enough, go home. Not good enough, go home. And one day he said to me, Akemi, you came here, you, you feel, you show, um, you practice hundred times, but no, that's not good enough. You have to practice thousand times and more. And uh, there is nothing you in at work. But I didn't understand that meaning. At that time, I was still young, 21, 22, maybe 22, 23. And um, he, I just, uh, okay. So that time I started to meditate. So every day, every day I meditate. And then I try to see how, I wanted to understand what he meant. And that's the only way I could meditate and go within inside. And how can I get rid of my ego and everything? And then just purely express myself into the artwork. How could I do that? But he didn't tell me how. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just got to meditate every day, every day, every day. My parents worried because I was sort of cut from the outside of the world. I didn't eat much. I didn't sleep much. I just to carry, carry on meditate and then I practice and practice, practice. And one day something changed, totally changed. It was obvious within me something, I don't know, just I knew the difference and I thought, this is it. And I held the brush and then I practiced, I did that artwork. And I felt almost nothing except for the universe. And I wasn't sure whether the artwork was good or bad, but I knew something was different. So I just took my artwork and I drove to, to see him. I didn't know what he would say but um, I had to show that to him. And then he was waiting outside of the house and then he said, welcome, come in. And, oh, wow, he's gonna let me in. And then it's upstairs, he's the studio's in upstairs. I went um, upstairs and he said, um, well done, Akemi, put your artwork on the wall. So I put the artwork on the wall and then he looked at the artwork and then he said, well done, Akemi. I'll give my first compliment to you now. You followed me and uh, came to this level. Finally, well done. I burst into tears. <laughs> I cried and I cried and I cried in front of him. First time, I didn't ever, I never wanted to cry in front of him. He was, he was even I was so cross. And uh, that time, everything changed. Everything changed. Um, before I was struggling a lot, but um, every time now, since then, every time I hold a brush, I feel connected. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to explain, but it's clear. And I yeah, think those who've seen you working, you can straight see that this is a completely different Akemi doing the artwork. 
uh, and your your um, passion for it, it's apparent. You can see it straight away. Uh, but um, I think that thousand repetitions that never went away. I think it become part of you because when you've got some of those easy projects like a fish from my friend, <laughs> you're going through the thousands. I've seen the thousands of copies because you showed me. So that's kind of stuck with you. You're never really happy with your artwork. Is it that? Is that the thing? Yeah, this because I know how it's connect, and um, this um, I have to I have to reach that. It's just every single my brush movement to connect something. Um, you know, the connect to the universe, connect to the vibration, connected to the person who asked me do it so that moment everything connected with my simple brush movement i because i knew it so i have to reach to that level mm -hmm. um and then that's the moment it's done um it's whether you know artwork is perfect or not not perfect i don't know but i have to get that connection Mm -hmm. So then, until then, thousand times, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> so if you, let's say you've got a, um, uh, uh, I just lost the words, um, contract is work. So like um, when um, I order my stuff uh, from you, you ask me uh, what style I want. So my answer was I give you complete freedom. So when you're doing your art, uh, when you've got the total freedom, artistic freedom, where do you taking uh, inspiration from? Um, yes, with the commission artwork and then um, my the word, commission. Right? That's yeah, what I love. Commission, <laughs> commission artwork, and then the um, artwork myself is a different, totally different way. And commission artwork, I have to know the person. So I always ask a lot of communication. Um, so by, by the time you gave me, I sort of started to know you. And then, you know, once I know the person or what feeling or story behind why you, the person asked me for this artwork, um, what's the feeling inside? that is the most important for me to create the artwork so um i communicate a lot and then i, um, I ask the why you ask me the what's the story why you chose the word and uh, that kind of things and then i i can connect to the person and a feeling and so building up, building up, building up. So yeah, doing some sketch and contact to the person and then communicate and building up, building up. And then I, at the last moment, I think of the person almost to draw into my body. And then that kind of feeling is sort of within me and then I connect to it, and then I do the artwork. So that's, I yeah, I normally do. But when I do on my own artwork, it's a different because it's totally me. Mm -hmm. And then often, this is a little bit strange, but 
um, I'm very sensitive, very, very sensitive since I was a small. And then I always feel a lot. And then the sounds is very important for me. Mm -hmm. And um, probably vibration. But um, I don't like using the hoover to clean the house. I always sweep like a monk, you know, the priest. <laughs> and then that time, a lot of inspiration coming. And also when I was having a shower, water is sort of easily to connect. Mm -hmm. Because in us, a lot of water, you know, 70% water, my body, 70% water. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of vibrations happening. So when I do the shower is another thing. And also dream, I get a lot of something comes during my you know, having a dream. So that is big inspiration. And then I know, I know the, I know what I'm doing. I, I know what I want to achieve. So clearly, so until that inspiration or image comes down after the image, I just carry on, carry on to reach that level. So this is when I create my artwork or commission artwork. Mm. So you said that you've got a uh, lot of dreams. Uh, I'm, my best ideas coming in the dreams as well, but I usually um, forget to put stuff next to my bed so I can write them down. So I wake up in the morning and I don't have a clue what I, I knew I had a great idea. What's your recipe to keep those ideas? Are you just remembering them or do you wake up at night and do a quick sketch or draw something? Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, there are so many dreams, yes. And then weak dream is easy to forget. But something so important is so clear. You mm -hmm. won't forget. So something like a forgetful, forgetful dream is just you can forget, I, I think. But something very clear and uh, things stays in a week. That is definitely something I had to follow. And then sometimes that happened uh, during the dream. Um, I had a, such a shocking dream and then wake up. And then I want to carry on dream more because I want to know more, more, more. And then I go back to sleep, but never happened. But <laughs> that kind of thing, so it's just it stays so strongly. And um, that's, um, yes, I sometimes just write down quickly, but um, sometimes I just wake up and then I carry on the artwork. Sometimes I, mid of, mid of night, if I have that kind of things, I just wake up and then start to hold my brush and then I just do something. This mm -hmm. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think every genius have a bit of a craziness in them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You, you're doing this, um calligraphy for years and years and years um, yeah. and we see that in sports I kind of gonna relate to sports a bit that uh, the people burn out what is your recipe for uh, staying motivated and keep going yeah because um, in life so many things happen yes it's just my life kept me going because like uh, yeah swing almost good and bad sometimes the gentle sometimes just crazy and then um, when it's crazy time 
the time is so important. I can realize so many things mm -hmm. and um, that need to be expressed something into it. So this is the way for me is art. So everyone has a different tool to keep the message inside. But for me, it's the, it is art. And uh, calligraphy is, we use the words. So it could be message, especially Chinese kanji, Japanese kanji has got one word, has got the de deep meaning. And a combination of the kanji could be more, you know, the more, more, more deep meaning. So that can be strong message as well as that make it art. I can put so much message into it. So this is really my life motivate just doing this. And also, of course, my daughters um, and also my students. It's so nice. Probably you feel the same way um, because the uh, feedback comes back straight away. Mm -hmm. You know, when I teach that moment, I know how to connect the students and then through the students' artwork, it's just, uh, it's, it's just I want to give more, I want to give more, you know, what I have. So that's kept me going. Whatever happened in, in life, I can keep smiling to my students and uh, keep going to giving. It's, this is... So I always so much appreciate my students, one of my daughters. So yeah, so that's it. <laughs> mm. uh, so uh, I ask this question of uh, every guest, but I have to modify it a bit because usually it's in relation to martial arts, but as your art and martial art got art in it, um, um, what impact the calligraphy had on your or have on your mental health yes um you know calligraphy is if you go back to the history as uh, so many uh priests and monks and then like shogun before they start to fight they hold the brush and uh, do it the reason why this is a very um great opportunity to connect yourself yourself within just to doing by calligraphy and um, it's connected to the buddhism really um zen theory and um, it's people want to know the life and an enlightenment they want to they just search for the enlightenment a lot but this is sort of how you learn, how you discover. This is probably the same as a martial arts, you know, hold the brush. And then uh, if you have a desire, you never reach. If you have an ego, you never reach. So by focusing on one task over and over and over and over and again, again and again, on the process, doing it, you get rid of all the negative thoughts of desire and an ego, no tension. It's just, you're just there on the 
and in that time you can just connect and then that is a sort of the way going to the enlightenment so um calligraphy is one of the opportunities as you do martial arts it's you know you carry on carry on the same kata practice over and over and over and over and um it's the same way um but it's just calligraphy is reflected after you've done even one stroke from one stroke you can see yourself how your emotion and your personality and everything in one stroke this is crazy but I, the more i do i can see it so looking back the historical calligraphy artwork you know the, that i can see the personality who's done these things you can pour into it so that's the uh really good for mental health mm -hmm. mm. Uh, you said that you can see that in calligraphy the people's personality so um how it differs between uh, europeans who are not so much uh, exposed to the calligraphy and the pictogram system compared to Japanese, Chinese and the people who are using them daily because obviously for, for me when I look on the, uh, your words uh, I only see the ones which I learned through karate if you draw something it's very difficult for me to figure out what that means I presume that Japanese people because they are uh, immersed in it um, straight away see the meaning of it how that translate to understanding and taking your um, artwork? So compared to Japanese person seeing your artwork and the, and the European like myself looking at it. Yeah, this was the most challenge for me when I came over to UK um, because in Japan doing calligraphy, as you said, everyone understand the meaning and what I wrote about. But here is of course, yes, unless you really study hard, very difficult. Um, and then almost impossible when you look at it, what it's written about. But um, so I started to look at the calligraphy artwork in a different view, which um, was a challenge, big challenge for me. It was really good journey for me and um, so the more I started to learn how I can pull the energy into it. So the, if, if people can feel something through the artwork, that is the, my goal. It's, it doesn't matter really. It doesn't really matter who people can understand that word straight away. You know, it doesn't matter. It's people can feel it. And then I have done several exhibitions and exhibit the artwork outside, but um, I can see some people just feel it. And then some of them just started to get emotional and started to cry in front of my artwork. And this is what I want. So it's the foot to, to reach that it's so hard for me you know i have to be pure my 
mind and everything and then it just energy poor energy into it otherwise never reach that level but this is a um, big challenge for me endless journey really but that's i i appreciate being here mm -hmm. it's give me give me the challenge yeah well challenges are very important um so that mostly people have to fo focus on you putting that emotion into their strokes because when I look at it, I kind of, let's say, don't understand the meaning, but I can see that, you know, there was a very emotional attachment to, to the art and the, the, the strokes. Mm -hmm. And it just was wonderful, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm a great fan of your work anyway. <laughs> yeah. So lots of my students who are not Japanese, they start to understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, I don't say everyone's studying Japanese. You know, my students, um, some of the students are not language you know studying language it doesn't matter really i give the the meaning but um i i teach more how to pour the energy into the every single stroke so that's the learning for me anyway mm. so when you started doing the the calligraphy you said you've been uh, working full time and then doing that on the you know spare time did you ever imagine that will be your main income to be an artist or yeah. it just grow on you organ, organ, or organically and uh, happened when I was a small no I didn't really think of I, I never thought I'd become a proper calligrapher um, I was thinking you know it's when I was um, maybe older maybe but um, so many things happen in life that's led me to do this it's not intentionally happened mm -hmm. it's just happened and um yes i'm very happy now um i do i like teaching and then also creating my own time my own my artwork it's balanced me if i don't teach i lose my social ability um, I can easily go into create artwork over and over and over and I just isolate from the world. It's mm -hmm. easily happen, but I lose social ability. So I have my students which balance me and then I get commission artwork, which always so much challenge because it's not my um, artwork, which I choose. Commissioning artwork is not my choice. So, like a fish and a dragon, <laughs> and like a Olympic artwork and then a rugby artwork is just so challenging. And sometimes I cry and then I thought, how can I do this? But I don't like giving up. So, I just carry on. I just take everything as my challenge and learning process. So, yeah, I just challenging. <laughs> you mentioned that you. I know you've been doing for Olympics. You've done for my friend Marek uh, a fish, and you're in process now of the the dragon yeah. as well. Um, you do stuff in Georgia as well. Um, what was your most interesting and challenging project? Yeah, this is very difficult to tell because so many because um, I have done so many different. You know, as I say, commissioning work is the most challenging things. And um, 
yes, dragon, still challenging. <laughs> and, um, I tried to make it just simple and powerful. So that's so hard. The more simple stroke to express with a simple stroke to just a powerful image is a tough. Um, and then, a, yes, Georgia is um, challenging. Every single exhibition is a challenging for me. And uh, I did a Japanese uh, exhibition in Japan and Georgia and the UK. So that's challenging, especially outside of the UK is uh, very challenging. But it's, it gives me such a big pleasure. And uh, Olympic artwork, that's it. I cried a lot. I can't tell you much yet because you know, it's postponed the Olympic and then the artwork I have done, maybe 20% was shown, but 80% I have done hasn't shown yet. So I can't tell you much, but I used that, this big brush um, for the um, Olympic artwork, um, three, four meters um, big artwork I did. And that was a big challenge. And the uh, rugby one's a challenge. Uh, yeah, it's uh, all different. Even the small artwork still challenge for me. Mm. Mm. What, what was a bit uh, of a uh, kind of sad for you? Um, learning that the, the Olympics are postponed. Because I know you've been really proud of that artwork and the, the things which we've seen from the Olympic Committee um, showing your artwork is brilliant. Uh, same with the rugby. Um, is that going to be used? Is the Olympics going to be back in, in Japan or...? I have no idea, isn't it? There's, um, yeah, everyone I think hoping, you know, that next year the Olympics going to be happening. But it's... Um, I have no idea how they're going to show or not show. Um, yeah, it's sad, but yeah, let's see how the world is leading to it. Mm. Yeah. I, I know that uh, you've been mentioning that you're working on the kind of a retreat in Japan for a calligraphy and possibly we're hoping martial artists. How that going? Could you tell us about that project a bit or is it a secret? Yeah, this is, uh, um, of course I can tell, this is my new project. I have um, several new projects. Uh, one is uh, Georgia, which I want to express. It's going to be dancer going to show calligraphy at work. So I'm involved. Um, that's postponed as well. It was supposed to be happening in April, but that's postponed. So that's uh, my new, another project. And uh, the other project is uh, writing my second book. So that's, I have been doing it, um, with writing my story and an artwork. And then a third one that you mentioned. Um, so the story back to 1992, no, wait a minute, 1990, yeah, 1992. So 1992, after I came to UK, I went back and then I set up my own school in Japan, in Yamaguchi Prefecture, which is called the Dream House. 
and then that's where I was teaching calligraphy and English to the student local and then some other activities um, and in 1994 1995 I spent all my saving and then built the building um, the school two stories school and then I thought I get I was teaching all my life there I was so happy really happy but um, my English husband's passed away from cancer and then things dramatically changed and uh, I have to oh, in the end I followed my husband's wish and then um, came to UK to bring our daughter in UK to give education here. So I sort of closed my school there and then let it use uh, for other calligraphy teacher to take over and an English teacher to take over. But it sort of faded away. The student just gave up, didn't like the teachers and things like this happened and then just, uh, so no one was using the building. So one time I thought that's okay, destroy this building, maybe sell it or sell the land. But I, this didn't happen neither. And then several tycoons in the past destroyed the school building. Um, the roof came off or things and then started to leak the, you know, everywhere. But I didn't know what to do with the fix it not, so I left it. So um, maybe I'm gonna sell it, you know, it's true. But <clears throat> the leak was, uh, you know, over the years, the leak go destroy the floor and then the downstairs floor, there's so many places there. Then a couple of years ago, I was a stuck in my life and then I'm meditating, meditating, meditating. And then suddenly I got the message Dream house, start restart dream house. And I, wow, what should I do? And then I started to plan and then look at the possibility, what should I do? And um, um, I went to Japan and I started to you know, look at, I couldn't really look at the ceiling and then everything destroyed. I was so heartbreaking. It was, I needed the courage to go into and then look at it. And then it was terrible. And then, okay, but I want to follow what I felt. I have to do it. So I have to <clears throat> um, visit to get the, you know, understand the regulations and everything to rebuild and fix. And then um, um, I wanted to make it upstairs accommodation mm -hmm. and then um, downstairs for many courses and things like this. And then I have a flat next to it so I can use that as well. So, and then I've had a big land and uh, there are temples nearby and then a school, gyms, a few gyms, you know, the big, space there so I can use the whole town um, involved and then lots of things there 
Um, so um, once that it's done, it's in fact under the construction right now. Um, 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 since you know, lockdown started, and in Japan is not for the lockdown, but it's started sort of in a restriction. But my carpenters and electricians and had the time and then started to do it. I wanted to go there, but of course I couldn't go. But my sister's um, helping and doing and everything together. So it's on the way, probably in two years' time, maybe one year time, if everything goes well, um, um, I can open, reopen. And then I want to invite people from everywhere and then probably maximum 12 people can stay upstairs and um, um, so there's a big kitchen there so they can do lots of activities downstairs also gym or outside or mountain and then meditation all sorts of things so lots of project i'm in my head and then something really really fun and then people can experiment a lot of real Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, when you visit Japan, people go to Tokyo, Kyoto, all the tourist places. But I want people can experience something very, very Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my project. So it's a big project, but starting already. It sounds, sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, could you tell me more about your books? You said you've got a second book. What's the first one? Oh, the first one is uh, 2000. Wait a minute. I think I've got it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a 2000, 2013, sorry, 2013. When I did um, an exhibition in London, I published. This is a little bit story um inside um how i started how i was taught and then how i uh created artwork um it's um a little bit short story inside and uh, <clears throat> but second book going to be i have already started writing but writing is a hard <laughs> especially yeah. for me like english uh, I do English and Japanese both, but um, English is so hard. Uh, so much inside um, to tell, but um, it's sort of my journey through my life, through my journey, and then um, connected the artwork. So um, lots of artwork, but lots of interesting story, more could be spiritual story or a normal story, just uh, all sort of mixed up. And then gonna be also, I have to put my teacher. My teacher wrote a book. It's handwritten and never published. And after he passed away, I was given. And then that is unbelievable book. And he wrote uh, a lot important message. How you can learn calligraphy things like this and then I feel mission I have to publish that as well so I want to include that 
and then as he wrote his handwritten and then that's so gonna be a thick book mm-hmm. quite you know volume um and um yeah so it so takes a long time <laughs> probably a couple of years or maybe more five years i don't know <laughs> Well, it's good, good, good practice. I, I, I struggle the same with the English, uh, with my book, and uh, plus, uh, you give it to the translator, and he doesn't understand the context of martial arts. Same like with your art, and uh, you have to find somebody who is good with English and knows something about martial art or your art to make sense of the book. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that's a bit challenging as well. You're doing um, so well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you're writing second book, yes? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a process with, hopefully, hopefully this week I'm going to have my uh, Polish version of the Anxious Black Belt back from the corrections and, and can publish it in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a collection of the, my articles um, now just being um, checked by other authors and give me your opinion. So hopefully that's going to be start of the new year published as well. And then I've got the Karate for Mental Health, and which you've seen the cover and uh, hopefully you can do some stuff with me on, on, on cover uh, calligraphy on it. Yeah. Um, so that's, I don't know when it's going to be ready because the lockdown completely uh, threw me off my schedule because I had to take care of children and simply don't have a time to do anything. Um. Uh, but they're back now to the nursery, so I'm I'm on writing again. So hopefully, summer. I'm hoping by the end of the next year it's gonna be out, maybe a bit earlier. Wow, that's great! But as you know, it's, it's unpredictable, and you don't know uh, what's gonna happen. So, Akemi, if um, people would like to try your courses, buy your art, where can they find you? How to contact you? How to get onto your uh, mailing lists and all the good things yes um i have my website koshu k-o-s-h-u koshu um so that's uh, yeah koshu k-o-s-h-u koshu is my artist name which was mm-hmm. um, my given by my teacher um like um red autumn koshi is red autumn and okay. then koshi japanese art dot co dot uk yeah that's it i'm, so, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put all the links to your stuff in the, in the description below thank you and also i've got the facebook and the instagram and so yeah and uh, I, I try to put a lot of artwork on the Instagram and then event information um, on the Facebook a lot. So, yeah, if anyone can contact me anytime. Could you, could you, could you briefly say what courses you've got? I know you've got, I love your um, seal making. Uh, that's my favorite one. Uh, I'm not sure about the sumi painting because I have no talent to it. <laughs> So Anna, my wife is Anna is enjoying it uh, immensely, and you run other courses. Could you tell us what what you offer? 
Yes, uh, right now because of the lockdown and everything, um, physical, you know, in-person workshop is a sort of, you know, waiting. But I've been doing the online uh, workshop, semi painting workshop, and then a calligraphy is that they can just to join. Um, I can invite these classes, and then uh, semi painting workshop. I'm involved in. Hyper Japan now, so monthly I'm doing uh, some painting and then a calligraphy workshop by uh, hosted by Hyper Japan, as well as my own uh, workshop. And uh, autumn course is going to be um, informed very soon. Um, I wanna I wanna do something like autumn flower with the dragonflies and then uh, uh, autumn mountains, something like a little bit connected to the autumn. So that's going to be informed soon on Facebook, my website. Mm -hmm. So keep checking, please. <laughs> <laughs> I highly, highly recommend. I've done two or three, three, I think, mm. um, seal making. It is properly challenging for my uh, brain and skillful hands but it's a fantastic uh, opportunity to try something new and Akemi is guiding superbly even uh, as uh, art um, deaf not deaf blind person my, myself with two left hands we say in Poland uh, but I managed to do it I'm really proud of it and, and, and it's really really superb atmosphere uh, so I highly recommend Akemi uh, to try and if you need if you want some artwork for your dojo go to Akemi <laughs> thank you uh, thank you Akemi for uh, joining me it was a pleasure to talk to you thank you so much for having me it was great thank you